0: Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the resident Gen Z at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Andrea and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Let's start with my favorite positive difference story from this week.
1: So Erica is a mom. She also battles pretty severe anxiety, can okay. turn into panic attacks, so okay. you know, pretty serious stuff. Um, and she's got a sweet little girl. They were on their way to school to daycare, and it was just one of those mornings, right? Things were just not going well. Her daughter's not handling things well. The tears are flowing. It's just amping up to be a pretty stressful drive-in that morning, right? She's just trying to kind of fend off all the stuff. And they found themselves at a four-way stop as about things are about to explode. Like, it's just, this is not going well. And Erica ends up at the four-way stop looking over, and that's when she saw the vehicle beside her and the woman who seemingly was oblivious to the outside world, she's just a complete stranger. Who was immersed in her own private dance party, joyously singing along to the music on the radio. (laughs) That's awesome. We don't know what it was, but I'm just guessing it could have been Toby Mac. Who knows? I love it. And the infectious energy that was emanating from that driver's seat dance party grabbed (laughs) Erica's attention. And it did something for her. She said, I just started laughing. That woman, she was just loving life so much in that moment. So she took to Facebook later that day, and she made a little post. She said, to the woman that was driving that minivan about 9 o'clock in the morning yesterday at that four-way intersection by the Encore Apartments, thank you. You were just driving your car, jamming out, singing, fist bumping, top of your lungs, and I saw you. And I smiled. She went on to say, because you had no idea that in that exact moment, I had tears in my eyes and I was on the verge of a full-blown anxiety attack and breakdown.
2: Oh, man.
1: And God used this little dance party to just change her perspective just a little bit. It turns out the woman who was driving that car, her name's Felicia ended up stumbling on the Facebook post because it got shared by a bunch of people. Okay. So she sends her a note, just says, you have no idea how much this made my day. This is the first thing I read this morning. I wasn't even fully awake, and I saw it, and I just had to tell you, thank you. I love that I was a little bright spot in your day.
3: Wow. That's pretty cool. What in the world? That's amazing that she saw that post. Right,
1: exactly. And
3: I feel like the moral of the story is... We should have more dance parties. More dance parties.
0: I love this story. I'm a person who jams out in my car, and it delights me to think that someone may benefit from my enthusiasm, spreading the positive vibes. Up next is a little chaplain chat.
1: All right, Chaplain Justin's hanging around after another incredible battle of generations. Yeah, incredible. You may have to do some counseling with...
2: Christy here in just a little bit. Always the fallout from these things is just. (laughs) It can be brutal.
1: Uh, But before we get to any of that, we need to do a little chaplain chat today. Yeah.
3: And first of all, congrats to the millennials. But I noticed Andrea got out here quickly, got out of the studio quickly after she won. And I don't Uh know if that's in like a response to me being upset, but I'm, you know.
1: You're a good friend. You would, of course, be
2: It might help mediate the conversation. I'm I'm going to go see. see if
3: I can talk to her. Okay uh and speaking to that um so Chaplain Justin. By the way, we're being sarcastic to those listening. Yeah, we're yeah, silly. Yes. We're, we're, we're we really being silly. actually love each other. I love Andrea. Okay.
1: Yeah, she's pretty awesome.
3: Yeah. I love her more when I win, but I do love her. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's still that's some love that's left. That's
2: more on you, right? Yeah. More yeah. right? yeah.
3: Yeah. So, but just talking about friendship and friends. Um, mm-hmm. So I have this friend who we've known each other for years and years and have been great friends for years and years. Um, super sweet friendship, special mm-hmm. friendship. And then she has gone through this season where her life has changed dramatically and um, just kind of tragic circumstances. And then also a new life season. Anyway, she's not available like, like she was to be a good friend, Mm -hmm. meaning I might send a text. She doesn't respond for like two or three days, Mm -hmm. um, something like that. And, or I may need to talk. She doesn't respond for two or three days. And we've had some really honest conversations where I just basically said, Hey, I know the kind of friendship we had. I know that you're not capable of giving that right now. And I'm cool with that. Like I'm here for you if you need me. Um, but I also will be real with you. I know I can't depend on you to be that same kind of friend that you were. And, and she was very apologetic. I said, I'm not saying that in a a shaming, in a a negative way. I'm saying, I understand the season you're in and I'm not going to put that, friendship expectation on you Mm -hmm. so i'm here for you if you need me but um but i'm not going to be that same friend that we were Mm -hmm. in the sense of i'm not going to come to you if i've got I need to talk, or I've got a problem just because I know she's not available. Yeah. She does not have the capacity, mm-hmm. and that is okay. Mm-hmm. And, but I have talked to other friends that are friends with this person who were like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done being her yep. friend. I try mm-hmm. and get a hold of her. She doesn't respond. Mm-hmm. And, and so I just kind of want your thoughts on that because I've had th- those conversations like, hey, don't ditch her yet, mm-hmm. you know, that sort yeah. of thing. So, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, wow. Well, uh life happens right it gets all of us um you know maybe i've been that friend through difficult season and maybe i've been on the flip side too uh, maybe we all have um the thing that comes to mind is it is so easy to hit that button of guilt and shame mm. and as a friend i feel like it's tricky to say hey i want to be honest uh for this to be a healthy ongoing relationship we got to have that back and forth i miss you i love to spend more time hear from you know what's going on pray for each other those kinds of things and at the same time um you know with me there's just kind of an unconditional care mm-hmm. and love even if we were to grow apart and maybe not even see each other again mm-hmm. that happens in life um, I could still have that unconditional care, prayer for memories oh mm-hmm. i'm you know remember that friendship, how it was, and um so grateful for that time that mm-hmm. season, uh rather than choosing to become resentful, which is easy, and then to take offense, this yeah. is about me rather than about this friend that's going through a lot, and so this, this has a, a way of revealing what's going on in our hearts. Yeah. Mm. And that's the thing to pay attention to, I think.
1: That's really good, too. Because if, uh, if you've ever been, especially on the receiving end, where you're in one of those seasons where you've, you can't be the friend you would even hope to be. Yeah. And you have somebody who offers you that kind of kindness and grace and love you get a glimpse of who God is in that. You Mm -hmm. get this picture of, man, the God who all of us would say, man, we've not been a very good friend at times. Yes, absolutely. God, I'm I'm ebbing and flowing here. I'm available sometimes, I'm not so available other times. But to have somebody flesh and blood in your life that can be a picture of that kind of commitment and grace, it's a beautiful thing. And for us to be able to be that for somebody...
0: As a young adult who has recently graduated college, I have quickly realized that adult friendships are hard, and I only imagine it gets harder as you have kids and life just changes. But something I think that helps as these friendships change is having clear communication, healthy expectations, and making an effort. And that's something Christy modeled with her friend. She was honest with her friend and set the expectations. Hey, things are different, and that's okay. It's not the same, but I'm still here for you. As life changes, we have to adapt and change with it. Our relationships change too, and that can be hard. But while we're navigating the ups and downs of our adult friendships and juggling all of the plates, I find it comforting that God is always the same. He is constant, and Jesus is our greatest friend too. On a completely unrelated note, Christy found her safe haven at the latest Office of the Week.
3: So Mark, I think I'm a farm girl at heart.
1: (laughs) I was so excited for you because you were like giddy about getting to go meet our Office of the Week on the farm.
3: I know. So Jennifer and Wayne Hale, they have Hale Farm. It's like 500 acres, over 500. It's absolutely beautiful land, by the way. And, uh... Right when I pulled in, I mean, I, I really think the clouds parted and I, I saw <laughs> angels or heard angels singing uh-huh. and then I, I gazed over and I saw this line of horses eating uh-huh. and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm home.
1: <laughs> this is where I belong.
3: Yeah. And I mean, the whole drive up to the house was just so beautiful and they were so precious. We, we just hung out in their living room and talked and I learned about their family. Just, just a sweet couple and he's actually been on that property. I said, how long have you been here? And he said, since I was 18 years old. Wow. Yeah. And and he they, he started, he didn't uh, at that time acquire the whole 500 acres, but he, he started out. So he
1: bought a farm at 18, at 18. years old. That's
3: yeah, impressive. Yeah. How legit is that? Uh-huh. And uh, just a hardworking working team. Both of them are. She was a teacher for 30 plus years and, and retired, but not retired because she's on the farm. And so we're talking about a lot of cows and guess what? A lot of hay. Did you, so I think did I, was, you do it? I may have been wearing them really out. Yeah. I think I wore them out a little bit. Cause every time we pass by, hay, I'd be like, hey. <laughs> hey, and even whenever I would see the cows and we started feeding them. hay, I was like, Hey. <laughs> Anyway, no, they uh, actually thought it was pretty funny, but um, yeah, I got to do something I've never done before, uh-huh. which we we rode in the truck, went out in the pasture, and we had this huge bale of hay on the back, and they had these big electronic or not or yeah, yeah. mechanical arms with that hold the hay, and he let me do the remote control <laughs> for putting and the. And I hay was out. like, he doesn't know me very well. <laughs> he's he's really trusting he's me a with brave this. Brave man. And so I dropped the hay into nice. the field. All the cows came running and uh, they were all mooing, you know, and I was like, I totally connect with you cows. That's how I act whenever the food is, you know, being placed <laughs> anyway, and the, they all came up and then I got to get in the truck. You got to raise the hail bait or, you know, uh-huh. back up. And then he let me drive the truck through the pasture and <laughs> roll out the hay because the hay is like, you know, it stays on that little roly pin. I don't even know the right terms it's for like this.
1: Christmas came early for yeah. you. Yeah,
3: I even put a, a piece of straw in my mouth <laughs> to
1: feel like. So I would feel like nights. I was, you know, a farmer, right. the gym farmer. And nice. so um,
3: then I, I drove across the pasture, and that that hay is unrolling, and and the cows are all just trailing along behind. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever.
1: It's amazing.
3: I was meant to do this. <laughs>
1: You found your purpose. Yes.
3: And, and then I, um, afterwards we went and hung out in different bale of like hay barns and I was just taking photos.
1: I bet you were. (laughs) Picture with the hay. Selfies with the hay. Yeah.
3: And, and Jennifer even got me this shirt. It said, Hey girl. Hey.
1: She did not.
3: Yes. (laughs) Yes. They gave me, and they're beef cows. So they Uh they gave me some beef. And I was like, this is the greatest day ever. And they had, you know, barn cats, they had horses. So I got to hang out with the horses and hug on them. And that's awesome. But overall, it was just such a great visit because Jennifer and Wayne were just so gracious and kind. But one thing I noticed about them that I just really loved and appreciated, which I think is what makes them so wonderful to be around, was the joy hmm. and, and this overarching gratitude, hmm. you know, they were both on the same page as a couple, as far as they, they love working on the farm. Yeah. They, they love where they live and where they work. And I mean, we're talking sun up to sundown. Yeah. And they're so grateful just in their life, you know, and I know life isn't easy. Like they've been married a, a long time, ups and downs of marriage, yeah. life, all of that. Um, and you can tell they're just such a, a good team together, and a big, huge part of that is because they sh- both share that common attitude of mm-hmm. gratitude.
1: That's really wow,
3: and it's contagious, and it just makes you want to hang out with them. And That's so they really definitely cool. had the spirit of the Lord going on, and and there's so much power in that. And it was just a reminder to me just to keep that grateful, joyful spirit because it truly is contagious and. And, you know, people gravitate towards that, which is what Jesus wants us to do, right?
1: Wow. That's really powerful.
3: Yeah. It's a great visit. The
1: the ultimate cherry on top of everything else that you got to experience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's awesome.
0: Christy might just be the queen of hay. I should start referring to her as her hayness. Kind of like highness. Get it? Okay. Not the best pun, admittedly.
4: (laughs) Now here's the best moments from Andrea this week. 90.9 90.9 K L R C. So my husband texts me this weekend. He's in Africa right now. And he says, you will not believe what I've eaten. Now that is a very loaded question. Anytime that he asked me that, because clearly what they eat in countries in Africa are very different than what we eat here in the United States. So he's had some interesting things over there before. And so I went, Oh no, what have you had? And believe it or not, he had deep fried frog frog and he liked it (gasps) oh i don't know if i could do it i don't know if i could do it but he did it and he liked it oh man that is so weird to me but to be fair they probably in african countries look at things we've made like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and think ew why would you eat that so it's all fair 90.9 KLRC. I visit the local nursing home every so often and uh, I went to go see a friend and as I was leaving, I ran into a resident and was introduced to her and we had such a pleasant conversation about Jesus and life and all these things. It was so wonderful and it just reminded me in 2 Corinthians 4 in verse 16, it says, So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. And I'm so grateful for that. 90.9 KLRC. The last song reminded me. I was walking into a store this weekend doing some grocery shopping at a Walmart. And of course, they have a Salvation Army bucket and a young guy ringing the bell. And you can tell he'd been ringing the bell for a while. I dropped just a little something into the bucket and he pulls me aside and he says, I've been hired to ring this bell for 40 hours this week and I'm already so tired of ringing this bell. I was like, I don't blame you one bit. You got a few more, few more days until Christmas, bud. <laughs> but it made me smile and it reminded me that even as we walk by those guys, even if, when we don't drop anything into the bucket, it is a great thing to just smile and say Merry Christmas to them. I
0: really loved that last break from Andrea about the Salvation Army bucket because, full confession here, I get nervous when I walk up to the store and they're ringing the bell. I feel judged and guilty that I don't have any change to put in the bucket or I'm running a quick errand and I don't want to be stopped and I just feel bad. But the last time I went and saw someone ringing the bell at the bucket, I actually had a short and lovely conversation with him. And I really believe smiling and a kind word can make all the difference in someone's day. So I'm going to try to do better at sharing some encouragement and positivity, especially to those who are volunteering and serving in our communities, even if it feels a little bit awkward. Now here's Robert's best breaks. (laughs) 90.9
5: 90.9 KLRZ. I'm Robert, and I'm going to say Merry Christmas because that is this season. I hope that you're having a great day. And uh, we've got three cats and three dogs in my home, so that's a lot of chaos that happens indoors. And so I know the moment I say this, something's going to happen, something's going to change, but I'm going to tell you, at this point, they have not toppled the tree, and I don't think there are any missing ornaments in yet. (laughs) So, so far we're doing pretty good. I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed on that one. 90.9 90.9 KLRC, I'm Robert, and I am the last in the line of six kids. So I was just destined to be a mama's boy. I had to embrace that. That's not a problem. And so I will go and <laughs> visit with my mom, and she's always just buying me clothes. She'll have, like, T-shirts or something that she found or a-, a new sweatshirt, which I absolutely love. And I'm like, Mom, do you realize that you have been buying me clothes for 40 years? And she's like, yeah. It's something I'm always going to do. Never going to get tired of it. And I love my mom for that. Have you ever realized that Christmas is for the weary? I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC. And I was reading this study from Lifeway Research. And they were asking people, which feeling do you seek to avoid the most? And there are three top feelings none of us really want to feel like ever. (laughs) Fear, shame. And guilt and so they went deeper into the study and they found that you know what the world is carrying a lot of weariness this season because folks aren't wanting to feel those three awful feelings and where do we go where do we find hope where do we find relief from things like fear shame and guilt it's Jesus Jesus is the answer Jesus is what we can look towards this Christmas season and beyond for the rest of our lives
0: Christmas is for the weary. A good word from Robert. With all the colorful lights, the trees, the music, everything glittery and perfect, it's easy to forget what the season is truly about. And the very humble and frankly dirty beginning to the Christmas story. How our king was born in a manger, a literal feeding trough for animals. Born humble and lowly, to walk as one of us on this earth, to experience all of the pain and the suffering we feel, to weep as we weep. My husband's favorite verse in the Bible is coincidentally the shortest verse in the Bible, but there's so much to it. John 11:35, 35. Jesus wept. So much is packed into those two words, but I'll summarize. I'll get to the point right now. He came here for the weary. He came here to save us, to restore all of creation to how it was meant to be. When we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating the fact that our weariness here on earth isn't all there is, that we can have hope, joy, and peace because the Savior is born. Many people feel depressed during the holidays, and it makes sense for a lot of reasons, but I hope this encourages you if you're feeling really down right now, weary, and broken That Jesus came for you. And I hope that helps you celebrate a little easier this holiday season. Thank you, Robert, for sharing that good news. And as we are leading up to Christmas, you may be practicing Advent. Here's Anson and Kara talking about this practice.
6: If December is feeling a little overwhelming to you, you are not alone. Mm -hmm. And that's why I've appreciated the last few years, a few different Advent resources. Advent is kind of this time leading up to the Christmas holiday that I didn't practice growing up, but it's practiced in some more liturgical traditions. Mm -hmm. And it's basically just like a time of kind of quieting and waiting yeah, and kind of stilling yourself in the midst of what's usually kind of a crazy Mm. month. Mm -hmm. And so I've just appreciated various resources I've run across to help me kind of do that. And I ran across one this morning. It's a prayer from Henry Nowen, and I just wanted to share this. Lord Jesus, master of both the light and the darkness, send your Holy Spirit upon our preparations for Christmas. We who have so much to do, seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day. We who are anxious over many things, look forward to your coming among us. We who are blessed in so many ways, long for the complete joy of your kingdom. We whose hearts are heavy, seek the joy of your presence. We are your people, walking in darkness, yet seeking the light. To you we say, come Lord Jesus,
7: amen. Kara, do you remember a few months back, there was a survey that got done, a survey of American adults that found that a kind of an alarming number of people felt like they could take on certain wild animals yes, in a fight? Yes, I do
6: remember that. It was
7: more than you would think. You it was know, shocking. Like 12, 15% of people were like, sure, I could take on a bear. Right. And you're like, who like, are these people? No. <laughs> you could just fight a bear. This
6: is ridiculous.
7: Well, apparently this is an ongoing trend. Oh boy. Because there's a new survey out. That found that approximately one third of American adults believe that they have the skills to safely land a jet passenger airplane. Oh my goodness. With only help from air traffic control.
6: What? (laughs) What? What is wrong with these people? And those
7: confidence levels jump up to nearly 50% among male respondents. Aha! Yeah.
6: Interesting. So
7: one out of every two guys is either very confident or somewhat confident that they wow. that they could successfully land a jet plane.
6: Or fight a bear, you or, know. Yeah. Whatever. And I'm
7: just like, I don't know who these people are, <laughs> but trust me, like you do not want to be on a plane no. with them at the controls. No
6: matter how confident they are. It's Christmas time, and that means Christmassy activities. Last night, said we gathered with some friends to make a gingerbread house. Oh, nice. More accurately, this was a gingerbread mansion. Oh, wow. We just made one big one as a group, and I'm telling you, I've never made one quite this epic before. Sounds ambitious. It was very ambitious, and I was reminded of a few things as we were making this. Number one. Making gingerbread houses from scratch I mean, and we didn't actually make gingerbread, to be clear From, like, the graham crackers, you know Okay, sure Not like in a kit uh, It's harder than it looks Yeah That's the first thing we remembered I Some, bet. Someone actually said, wow, this is, this is hard Uh-huh uh, Number two, there are levels of gingerbread house building skill On one side of the table, there were a few of us, me included That were at, like, the sugar plum level Okay We're, like, at the very basic level of skill I'm Like, okay, I can... I can try to put some frosting on some... If I can get something to stand up for a few seconds, Right, you're just going for, like, a
7: standing structure, right? That's all... That's my
6: goal. And then on the other side of the table, we had, like, the Frosty Queen, if this is, like, Candy Cane Lane levels. Frosty Queens over here. They were, like, twice as far along. They're, like, on the roof, and we're, like, trying to get the sides to stand up. We're like, well... Okay, this is clear. Uh, The next thing we learned, support beams are essential. Ah. Uh, There's one area of the roof we did not put support Uh beams in, and, and this morning someone sent a picture and said we now have a skylight
7: aha uh-huh. okay yep
6: <laughs> so don't forget the support beams
0: and then uh of course when in doubt add more icing this of course is what we
6: learned.
7: yes
0: building a gingerbread mansion that sounds fun but hot take who actually eats the gingerbread personally i don't enjoy gingerbread but i am wondering if i can construct a sugar cookie house thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.